Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present time. So let's start. everyone welcome to the podcast today's our guest is heather heather fetterson is a senior yoga officer in core power yoga that's how we met and i'm doing teacher training 300 hour teacher training for the core power yoga's teachers and heather approached me for teaching some subjects there and we just clicked i think uh, we felt like sisters you know yes and i yeah. uh, today i invited heather to talk about her journey, yoga journey. And the reason for that is, is Heather embodies this wisdom of yoga into her day-to-day life so beautifully. And I just wanted to share that how we can make yoga our own in our own style. Mm. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to go to live in Himalaya to be a yogini. You know, we can be in this modern world and still embody yoga. So that's why I invited Heather. Heather, Please introduce yourself to my community, my listeners. Thank you. Well, first of all, Sunni, congratulations on your podcast and, and to everyone in this community. It's wonderful to connect energetically. This is, this is part of the magic, I think, of what's available to us in this world right now is to be able to connect across the world at the same moment. And how, how wonderful is that where we can be connecting on this, what I think is a very important time in, in the history of the world to be creating peace inside ourselves and sharing, sharing that, to be able to share that, you know, literally throughout the entire world. And, and that was part of, Sunita, what was so remarkable about you and meeting you was this, we had such a synergy in our thought process and the way we approached um, even, even the, the, the concept that we were helping people in teacher training, like the design, in the instructional design as we were approaching, how are we going to teach and what were people going to learn? And so it was great to, great to find that synergy across the world. And so I congratulate you and, and it's wonderful to be with, with your group and, and with you at this, at this time. So you're and that's right. We met each other. I had worked for the last 18 years at Core Power Yoga and uh, was the second person they hired back in the day and helped build the company really. And, and that was a remarkable experience. As you said, at the end, um, I was the, the CYO, the chief yoga officer, as we say it in America. And to, to be able to see, at least in, in America and in, in, in that you know, part of the West, the evolution of yoga and really the embracing of these principles way beyond people who would call themselves yogi, yogis. The, the idea, so many of these fundamental principles starting to become the common vernacular for you know, leaders, CEOs, uh, when they're talking about the inner path and meditation and mindfulness. It's just really remarkable in the last 20 years to see the evolution and change and there's so much, I think, to celebrate inside of a world that is in, quite honestly, some of the hardest challenge that many of us have seen in our lifetimes. 
And so it's wonderful to be the sharing this and to just be in the middle of really creating the eye of the storm for people, you know, to weather the storm that we're all going through at this time. So um, it's been a remarkable journey over the last um, you know, almost 20 years to, to see that evolution. And that's really been so remarkable for me in one sense, the journey at core power, the growth from, you know, starting with them when they were just three, three different studios coming together to then 200 and now 20 plus studios. It's, it's remarkable to see that growth, but that's because people are open to it. You know, people are searching for that path inward that once again, it's proving true. Ancient wisdom is being proven true by modern life, like the necessity of modern life. So it's, uh, while it's super challenging to weather through the storm, it's also great to be able to have that calm center in ourselves and to help people navigate, to find it and to, to ensure it and to build it and to, you know, to create it for themselves is, is probably the best part of all the work that I've done so far in this life. So I'm really, really grateful to be able to chat with you. It's wonderful. Beautifully said. I totally agree. Now, yoga and meditation and mindfulness has become how almost like household world. Everyone knows, you know. And I, I'm sure when you started, it wasn't the case, you know, and it was quite new. And, you know, I remember going to library one day asking uh, here in Australia and asking for books on med- meditation. And she gave me books of medication. <laughs> so that word was, yeah. she wasn't even uh, understanding. Didn't even register. It wasn't even, it literally wasn't in the consciousness. Yeah, I had to, I had to like, spell it for her and then she <laughs> go and look. it was a very interesting experience and uh, oh. so yeah so the world has changed and particularly now we yeah. do need these practices to calm our system down basically you know yeah. and I know that you your yoga has been always there for you your mother is a amazing uh, yoga teacher would you like to share that like how oh, came yeah. your life <laughs> It's, it's so interesting. So my mom, like, just like you said, Sunita, she was a devotee of Satya Sai Baba uh, mm-hmm. for years. And then the teacher she works with now is Swami Vishwananda. And so she was a devotee and then became a renunciate and, and now is a teacher in Bhakti Marga order. So, so she goes for, for anyone, she has open meditations and classes once a month on her channel and she's Swamini Vishwalakshmi Ananda Ma. That's a mouthful, but, uh, mm-hmm. but that is her, that's her name and you can find her. If you just type in Swamini Vishwa, usually you get her. But uh, so, so that was, an, you know, starting young, my mom was really, really focused on meditation and scripture study and would have, you know, meditation groups come over. And, and when I was a kid, I was that kind of dorky kid that hung out with my mom's meditation group. And, and I really enjoyed meditation as a young one and, uh, until, you know, I kind of like got into what is, I don't know what the, the translation across the seas is, but we have like middle school and junior high and those kinds of things where you are incredibly awkward and everything is awkward, but my awkwardness was my spirituality and that's how I was oddball out. So, so I, very quickly tried to conform and like resist that. And, uh, and then, you know, be careful. There's a great phrase at least um, that I've come up, come to learn about, which is that which you resist persists, right? Anything 
any of the samskaras, any of the patterns that we're trying to resist, they often persist. And luckily that spirituality was, was something while I ran away from it, it came a knocking on my heart and my door again, uh, just a few years later in my, in my late teens, our Ayurvedic practitioner was just, you know, um, I was getting stressed out. I was a dancer and a choreographer by trade and had been doing a lot of that through college. It was getting me through college. And that was my, um, I was on a scholarship for, for that and doing a lot of outside work. And so I was really, really burnt out, even just, you know, in like, I was 19 years old and, and he said, have you tried yoga? I was like, I can kick my foot all, you know, I can touch my foot to my head. I don't need to, I don't need to do yoga. And he's like, that's, that's, you don't need yoga for your body. You need yoga for your constitution, your mind. And so finally, one of my friends and I agreed on a Saturday morning to go to a yoga class. She stood me up. The best thing she ever did in my life was stand me up because at least it got me into, um, into an asana class. And there was something about, it was a Bikram asana class. And there was something about the steadiness, the precision, the physical aspect that was slow enough that calmed my system. And it allowed me, I just remember that, you know, those moments that change your life. There was, I remember the time sitting with my mother and meditating when I was young, that was a key point in change in my life. And then, you know, maybe some eight years later, I'm sitting in, I'm standing on one leg for a minute in a Bikram yoga class something happened. It was, it was like I, a memory or a reconnection to myself. And I remember the teacher saying, what if you're not your body? And I was like, wait, what, what? And, and it, I could remember these conversations that we'd had when I was younger and it, and it just brought me, it brought me home in a way that was, was to me remarkable that I could make sense of the, shattering mind. I could make sense of that and, and start to find space between the thoughts. And for me, that, that happened in an asana class. And I realized there's so many paths, but that was, that was what really got me started in the, in the journey. And I took on the practice and it, you know, I think honestly, it saved me. It saved my life at that time. I, I can't imagine where I would have been had I not taken this, I taken this opportunity to go inward and find inner, that inner journey and that, that stillness in the center. So that, I mean, that, that was a moment in time that really changed everything. And then a few years later, I met the founders of Core Power Yoga, you know, through happenstance, ended up doing a teacher training and then again, started there. So there's just those things, you know, I, I remember another conversation I had with my husband, my now husband at that time, my boyfriend, who I was just loving my practice. And we both were practicing yoga. We loved it together. And I was not happy in my current position and, and, but too scared to jump to, to actually, you know, I was like, I could never teach. And, you know, I just love this and I love doing it, but I can't imagine that and back in the, back in the day, you didn't make, there wasn't a way to like make money, you know, it couldn't be, you know, had to be your side gig. So I, I couldn't in my mind make sense of how this could be a way forward for, for, for me, for, but really for anyone at that time, at that point in time. And, and my husband had a very, what I now see as a very courageous conversation with me. He said, you know, don't worry, I've got you jump. 
and I'll be your net. And because the happiest time you have in your day is when you're practicing your, you know, your yoga, your asana, your yoga. And that conversation really had me jump into a teacher training. So there, I, there's these wonderful points in time when you look back on your life, isn't it? Where the, where you were listening, where I think there's that's probably is happening much more than we actually pay attention to, but where you're getting pulled from source or from the greater consciousness, however you want to think of it, where you listen and you move and all of a sudden things line up and things move quickly. And, and that was one of those conversations. And I dove into teacher training and then started with core power all within like six months and, and we were off to the races. So it was, you know, a remarkable journey, a remarkable journey and crazy that something that my mother and had passed to me all those years then later became really my passion and the way that I can help people in the world. And I wanted to, I mean, that was, that was why I was upset in my current position was I didn't feel like I could help. I wanted to help people more than what I was doing. And so it was really remarkable. Those, I remember those just three moments where they really changed my life. Thank you for sharing that. Really, really appreciate. I mean, it's amazing how the journey, uh, everyone's journey is different. And mm-hmm. having your mom, mother in your life, a guiding light. And also, I un- totally understand how teenage time is a, where we explore ourselves and we kind of like move away from a uh, little bit from the path. And then mm-hmm. comes time that when the time is right, yoga once again guides us. And that's, that's mm-hmm. what I think happened for you. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you a, a funny story. My uh, daughter uh, was doing a lot of uh, sports and uh, she had a pain in her feet. So we went to the doctor and the doctor said to her, why don't you do yoga? <laughs> this was the teenage time when she moved away from yoga. And I'm like, I just started laughing there. And doctor thought, what happened to this woman? <laughs> Slowly, my daughter said, she, that's she, what she, I've been telling her. <laughs> it's hilarious how... I mean, oh. it's just that that light of yoga. It just when it meant to be, it meant to be. You know, it is. and, it and is. I truly believe that uh, yoga chooses us. You know, it's not we choose yoga. And when that happens, everything just start aligning. Everything just clicks. And I think that's what happened with you. Um, that whole yoga, your life became <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I think, and uh, it was such a courageous choice. I know totally that. You know, the fear with that is yoga uh, doesn't make money. And I totally understand, you know, and that's just fear, you know. And that's why a lot of yoga teachers have a a job and then they teach yoga as well. And uh, so it must have been very massive jump uh, for you to take like that leap of faith, even keeping the bigger picture in the mind. So And and having that support is beautiful, you know, so that's Mm. good. Yeah. Well, and you know what you say is so true. I think, and you, and some people will remember this if you if you practice yoga or you've just been even alive. Back in the day, there there wasn't even a concept. I mean, there you know there were yoga studios, but definitely, I mean, there just definitely wasn't as many people wanting to even to even know what yoga was, let alone practice. So, I think the over the last twenty years, there's been an evolution of people coming to yoga, meaning that there's now people in business sustaining and able. So there's so many more people who can teach. So it looks like a viable path. And I think 
we're in the middle of another evolutionary step forward for yoga teachers with all of this fantastic online content for people being able to really break down the four walls of the old studio system and, and being able to, to practice all over the world with people, you know, so it's really, to me, I'm so excited in this current time that we're in while there's so many, you know, the challenges are so tough and so real. It's also creating a lot of really new opportunities for those of us that teach meditation, mindfulness, yoga, to be able to connect in totally different ways, in ways that I think are very intimate and connected, although yes, virtual. And I think, you know, saying all of that, I also want to say, on the other hand, I think there's nothing as amazing as being with people, right? There's, there is a direct transmission. Guru Parampara is is real. There is a direct transmission of energy that is not exactly the same virtually. And yet the virtual platform creates a virtual studio for, for those of us that are yoga teachers to be able to connect and, you know, be freed from a, a virtual or a, a, the studio, you know, quote unquote system. And I think that's really interesting and exciting. I think that's an evolution we're in the middle of now. We're just seeing that. And I think you know, in a few years, we'll look back and go, yeah, that was um, in 2020. That was when that evolution began and started. So I'm pretty excited about that as far as, as far as for yoga teachers, right? I care so deeply about the people who commit or take on this path and the people who take it on to share it and spread it and teach it. I want to make sure that they always have an opportunity to do that, but also thrive in their life. How do we, how do we do both? And inside of Core Power, I tried to do that for many, many years. And now I'm really excited that there's just a, again, an explosion of opportunity for yoga teachers. That's pretty, pretty fun to see and, and still be around to watch and, and be a part of. It's fun. Yes, the world has changed with this pandemic. And I agree, like I would have never been this much online you know, before this, like I'm more face-to-face person and I'm like, okay. But now having that understanding of a computer world, I have done my master's in computer. I was, I was, and one of my friend, Nicola, was constantly saying to me that, you know, we need to move online. That's how we're mm-hmm. saying. I'm like, oh, wow. She's a very, she sees the future, you know. She's a forward, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forward thinking kind of thing. And so for me, this was like, okay, so I had Zoom, I had, I started uh, understanding how this virtual world worked and then pandemic happened. So I was- So you already had that, you were on the path. See, and that's part of why I found you, I think, is because you had already done all that work, which I'm I'm so thrilled that we were able to connect that way. Yes, I was so happy here when, you know, you contact, I'm like, oh, that's, and I think the, the, I did some interviews in podcasts also, that also helped me to reach people. And, and that's what I realized that I can reach so many people, you know, and personally also like for me, I've done so many online courses for with the teachers who are now in say America or India, where I would have never thought of doing it and also a fraction of uh, cost. And I right. did so much also with that, like a lot of things like travel time, um, yeah. The whole that is this, there is a beauty of doing retreat, but then I was able to do it from home. So uh, this pandemic kind of like has new normal now in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, it is very 
like unsettling for like mental health issues are on the rise yeah. i think yeah. we kind of like have to like yoga always teaches us to choose we always have choice so yeah. if we choose to spend this time on something productive and something positive then it i think helps us to you know bring that wisdom of understanding yoga and i'm doing also a lot of ayurveda and stuff like that so mm-hmm. those all these things are choices you know basically yeah. okay, we can sit and cry about it or we can choose to do something about it you know and i think internet uh, technology i'm very grateful for that like i can connect with you or you know your like the core power students or like all this is such a beautiful way of i think expanding understanding of like this newness in the world yeah. so i'm very happy about that and this is uh, so thank you for contacting me at that time <laughs> and i think thank that you. the first chat was where i thought oh i love this woman this is you know your energy is such a beautiful uh, you can't hide the light of yoga you know it's there yeah. and it's it's uh, and that's what i connect to like you were the spoke person i think you know for uh, core power at that time and thought okay i would like to because i'm very choosy with whom with whom i will work and very uh, um i loved your energy and okay this is a woman i would like to work with and yeah so thank you for that and i think uh, thank you for sharing all the uh, your understanding of you know your path i should say of yoga yeah. would you like to add something on the lines of yoga like how you embody yoga into your day to day life now mm. Uh, mm. Happens, like, uh, how do you uh, do you practice meditation or asana mm. or yeah. like how do you bring it in your life it's so interesting you say that because i feel after you know really having different you know different aspects of yoga in my life since i was say like 7 years old uh, about that time it's just i it is literally just like my day to day breathing it you know it is i meditate every every night before i go to bed it's just part of how i unwind i and here's what's interesting too i i wake up and i practice asana in the morning because for me and my constitution and and again things change and obviously as as i age and as i evolve i definitely am constantly looking at how to upgrade um expand change meet where i'm at uh differently but currently and this has been for the last say 5ish years i i wake up and i practice my asana i also do something else physical I usually actually like currently like the physical whether it's um some cardio or some strength training and then some physical therapeutic exercises but then I move right into my asana practice and that really is my morning routine on a daily basis before I get going and that just sets me up for the day I end typically with a little rest and final shavasana and then I just feel grounded and centered and I kind of get back to that meditative place that I end the day with just a quick tap into that and then I'm ready for my day and what you do so what you embody so beautifully and and this for me is is important as well as 
my Ayurvedic practitioners through the years. You know, my mom always took us to regular Western med- medical doctors, um, as well as naturopaths and Ayurvedic practitioners. So for me, Ayurveda is very much part uh, integrated into my life, whether it's dinacharya or seasonal cleanses and eating seasonally. And, and so for me, those aspects are incredibly helpful. And that really guides how I fuel my body, whether that's with the way I'm taking in new knowledge or the way I'm taking in food. So I really let that really let that guide me. I know with my constitution over the years, what's worked and what doesn't work. And even inside of that, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly growing. I um, lo- I love, I know you do this too. I, I love podcasts and I love learning from you and from um, other amazing Ayurvedic practitioners on a, on a daily, monthly basis. So I have lots of those. So I'm constantly trying to evolve that knowledge as well for my day-to-day. And then I end my day in meditation. And for me, at least that's worked incredibly well. But here's what's fascinating you know, as whether I was at Core Power Yoga and now I'm, I've moved on to another and a new company, I still bring mindfulness and yoga in wherever I'm at. So we've instituted training programs for people because the our our team now at the at my new company they work virtually, so they're working over a computer. So, you know, we've instituted anti or reverse office bod procedures, right? So we have like five and ten minute routines to help people balance out computer posture that they're in throughout the day. And that includes breathing practices and a uh, little micro meditations. So for me, it's just, uh, it's naturally weaves in no matter where I am at. And so it, I just look at, I look at them all as amazing human tools. Maybe it's more like, a, I think of it more as a technology. This is a technology to unlock the connection to yourself and the health of your systems, uh, whether that be your physical system, your emotional system, your mental system, or your spiritual system. And hopefully I embody it in a way that inspires people to want to just try it on. And, and through the years, whether, you know, originally I was certified in therapeutic Pilates, but then through all my yoga trainings, this really is powerful physical training for us, especially now, especially when we're in you know, almost like a radical flexion of our body and our job, I think, and the best thing that yoga physically does is creates a full strength in the full range of motion. And I don't think there's a lot of physical modalities and, and, and please know that I adore, I took karate for many, many years. I practiced jujitsu. So I've studied other arts, other physical practices. I love running. I love biking. So I, I love movement. I love hiking. But what I think yoga does particularly brilliantly in the physical realm is again, it's about creating a relationship between strength and mobility and to balance those two, those two things, which I think is a key aspect either for cross training for whatever else uh, people might do other physical things that people might do or most especially right now to balance this radical flexion so that we can get into extension in our joints and we can get our strength back especially in our back line from being so locked long in radical flexion throughout the day so to me i'm finding more and more that the physical asana is such a 
salve, if you will, or such a balm for the life that we're all living. And so it's just a joy because I've always been such a geek about the unlocking of the physical expression inside of yoga. And then to be able to see it validated again and again, or even more needed in the current time. I mean, I, I thought when I first started, you know, uh, you know, 20, 25 years ago, whatever, I thought, wow, this is so great for, for life right now. Right. And for what my, what my body was going through from all the stress that I was putting it under dancing and, you know, being in college and all the crazy things you do in college and et cetera. But it's even more valuable, I think, as as we're progressing in this evolution that we've all been in, right, with everything going on since 2020. So, yeah, it's to me, that is so fascinating. So I've been able to help, I think, integrate that and hopefully share it in a way that more and more people, um, you know, just take the value that they get. That's that's what I love about you, Sunita, too, and I think we really connected. It's not about one particular teacher or one particular modality in yoga. It is for me about what works for you for right now that helps create health and fullness in your body, mind system, right? Your body, mind, spirit system, if you will. And I think, and I guess it's because I've taken from so many modalities, right? Like my father was a Lutheran, you know, and uh, so Christian, and my mother was a yogi. <laughs> and I grew up in that household. And my, you know, there's three children. I'm obviously a yogi. My, my middle brother is an atheist. My youngest brother is a born again Christian. And so how did all of this come about? I think it was my, the absolute radical tolerance that my mother had and the radical curiosity she instilled in all of us to not just go to church with my dad, not just listen to you know her and come to her um, meditation sessions, but to go to church with all of our friends and go to synagogue and go to temple and and experience as much as we could, and then giving us the, you know, hopefully laying the foundation for us to create beautiful brains and hearts that could make decisions for how we'd want to live our lives. And so I think that, you know, again, it comes back to that op that offering that my mother gave us as, as children. And I think it's just so fascinating because my family, it's to have all of those really divergent Pro, you know, hearts and minds in the same family is so fascinating. And it's not easy. I'll share that. It's not easy, but it is very, you know, I, to me, I'm really proud of my mom for her being able to grow three completely diver divergent, but really still open-hearted people in this world. And at this time, and especially, you know, in Colorado, Denver, Colorado, in the middle of America, you know, or at least in the West of America in the 70s, 80s and 90s. That's pretty awesome. I think she she was a remarkable woman. So um, but to me that it comes back to that. Right. I think I try, you know, she always said, look for the good. And she learned that from yoga. But she she really instilled that in all of us to see the good in all people in all religions and all practices across the world. And for me, I just, that if there's anything, I just want to embody that. I'm one of my mother's favorite sayings that I can remember her saying over and over again. And if, if you've been in my classes, you'll know this phrase. She says, live, learn, die, forget it all, do it again. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was her, you know, she grew up in West Virginia. She's got the Southern accent a little bit still. And, and for her, that was her way of taking and distilling 
I mean, cause she, she channels, right. So she hears, she's very, very connected and, and was connected her whole life. And, you know, she just thought everybody heard everybody's thoughts, you know, as a kid, wouldn't you, if you had that, if you had that city, if you had that power, wouldn't that just be, that would just be the water you swam in. So for her, these, you know, she, her teachers came to her when she was like seven, but, you know, in a theoric form and that, so, so a lot of her wisdom, it come, it, it was like, I think what she took from that, from those teaching, from her teachers when she was young. And for me, that's got, that phrase has gotten me through a lot, right? Like live, learn, die, forget it all, do it again. It's, uh, it just reminds you, you know, of home. It reminds you of the cycle. It reminds you that how can I get the most out of, look for the good, right? She said, when we were kids, look for the good. How can I get the most out of this moment? How can I serve the best? How can I align my divine mission to help, you know, add to the sum total of human happiness in my life and then know that we'll surrender it all and then we'll do it again. So, um, so it's not, you, you don't have to attach to how it's going now as well as you then can change at any moment if you want, right. If you want to change and course correct, you can at any moment. So what a wonderful lesson for kids, for very young kids, what a wonderful lesson to give them. And again, I, I'm so grateful. And to be in a house that she, with my father, very wonderful, loyal, loving human, but very conservative. And then my mother, very liberal, very open-minded. And it created this, you know, really, what I would say is very vibrant, different kids and you know so it's very it's very you know it was very sweet and challenging to be in of course because people with divergent opinions but yet there's still a place called family that we can come together so yeah beautifully said very well said i totally like understand the diversity uh, side of it growing up in india i had friends from all religions and Mm. we were like uh, six of us really close-knit and we used to discuss these thoughts. And at the end of it, we realized that all religion have the same message and message is yes. love and compassion. Love. And love people who don't understand it create a lot of confusion around it. But if you look at every religion, the basis is love and compassion, you know, right. And, right. and that's the basis of every, every religion. And so I learned to look past all this, uh, the upper side of it, you know, and look at the heart of the religion. Every religion has the same message. Like yes. it's, I grew up in a, in a, uh, in a town, which was predominantly Muslim town. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. And then having friends from Muslim community, as well as Sikh, mm-hmm. as well as Christian and mm-hmm. myself as a, from Hindu and all these coming together and understanding each other really opened the mind, you know, and it really, help to understand that the diversity is so beautiful, you know, and learning from that. And then the rest of the world, I mean, I got the opportunity to travel and I, I lived in US and UK and uh, Australia. And I realized that the same, we have same worries. We have same, the human is, if we, if we look past a lot of the facade on the top, that we have same, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the mother has the same worries about the child or, you know, a lot of things are so similar as a human being, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I met such amazing yogis all over the world. And I was like fascinated by this take on yoga. And so thank yeah. you for sharing your journey and your, you know, your path and how you embody this into your life. I truly believe that everyone's path is unique. 
and and everyone's yoga embodiment is unique you know how we bring that into our life and you uh, you live by example so thank you for sharing that really oh, appreciate you. that <laughs> and i think i will say bye to you at the moment but i would like to invite you again when you are ready and we talk more about this oh, yoga with I would love it, Sunita. It's such a joy to always talk to you and learn more about your path too. So thank you for sharing. And and to all of your listeners, to all of your watchers and viewers, I want to wish you and leave you all um, with, with the surety that you have it inside you. You have this and hopefully something here resonated for you. And um, and keep looking, keep finding that, keep being drawn but from your heartstrings towards towards your path and um, and embracing the the meandering you know journey of it. But it all comes back to that. It is love. It is about that deep stillness, still place in the center of us that we all are connected and we are love. And you know, love all, serve all is such a beautiful mantra and a beautiful mission. So I'll I'll leave that um, for all of you mom's original teacher such as I and, and just say love all serve all and I wish that for all of you and and for all of us to keep finding that still place in the center no matter what the storm is around us thank you so much very well said a really beautiful mm-hmm. message thank, thank you, you. Thank and you. Uh, I hope to see you soon <laughs> for thank sure you. thank you thank you for tuning in I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.